Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Cosmos Country. On this week's episode of First Team Podcast, I will review the New York Cosmos 2-0 victory over Michigan Stars, look ahead to the match this weekend against Napa Valley 1839 FC at Mitchell Athletic Complex, and we have some breaking news on the National Independent Soccer Association, as commonly known as NISA. So I will share that news with you later in the show. The New York Cosmos beat Michigan Stars by a score of 2-0. to nil. They pick up the three points on the road. A great victory by the boys in green. And thanks to Michigan Stars for the stream so we could watch the boys in green pick up the three points. Um, so this weekend, the New York Cosmos will host Napa Valley 1839 FC. And one thing we should note is that Rocco Camiso came out, I think it was against Miami FC in the classic season final. And he said that the Members Cup and the Cosmos, they're putting money together or putting money up for Napa Valley to travel um, to fulfill their obligations and their commitments and play these matches in the MPSL Members Cup. So I think that's a very interesting um, point to remember. I'm looking forward to this matchup against Napa Valley 1839 FC. I'm going to go with the Cosmos victory, of course. I wouldn't go against the boys in green. Uh, The Cosmos are playing home, have the 12th man, which is the five points, the New York Cosmos supporters group. So I'm going to go with the New York Cosmos victory by a score of um, 3-0. I think Napa Valley, they're going to be excited. They're going to see what the Torrent did on August 17th, that they came back late on and got the draw. They left uh, Mitchell Athletic Complex with a point, but I think uh, the Cosmos are going to continue their streak, and hopefully on the night of September 7th, the New York Cosmos will be celebrating another three points and a two-game winning streak. The New York Cosmos are going to host four matches in the Members' Cup. It starts this Saturday, September 7th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time against Napa Valley. September 14th, 7 p.m. against Michigan Stars. September 21st, they hit the road and take on Detroit City FC. And then we have Chattanooga FC on September 28th. The Torrent on the road at Hart Park and Detroit City FC at Mitchell Athletic Complex, which I think is going to be a very interesting matchup there. And then you have Napa Valley on the road. So, very interesting end to the schedule there. Um, But the Cosmos still have about six matches left after this Saturday's clash. Um, So, I think the New York Cosmos have to continue uh, winning these matches. And I really think that they will because we have to host 
Napa Valley, the Michigan Stars, and then the Truett City FC. I think that's going to be the um, toughest clash for the Cosmos so far, I believe. Um, and then you got Chattanooga, another tough clash. The Torrent, they probably want to get the three points because they're at home now on October 5th and on October 12th. The New York Cosmos host Detroit City FC. And I think that's a match, or two matches, I think, on September 21st and um, on October 12th when the New York Cosmos played Detroit City FC on a home and away series. I think those are matches that Cosmos supporters have to be looking forward to. I'm going to go with a New York Cosmos victory against um, Napa Valley by a score of 3 to 0 I'd love to get your thoughts. You can... Send them in on Twitter, on social media, on Facebook at First Team Pod, Instagram at First Team Pod as well. So I would love to get your thoughts on this weekend's um, clash against Napa Valley. NISA, the National Independent Soccer Association, they kicked off this past weekend. And it was very interesting because it wasn't the first match week. It wasn't the first match week of the NISA showcase. It was a bunch of friendlies, basically, I believe, because you had Detroit City FC playing Philadelphia Fury. So Detroit City FC, they are an expansion side that will join in the spring of 2020. And then you had the Oaken Roots taking on a California team in Nisa. And uh, the Roots had a great crowd. They had a great atmosphere, and it looked very exciting. And one thing I want to add about the Roots is that they did a great thing off the field. They grew their brand off the field, got people excited. And from my point of view, I think it's all great getting people to buy your jerseys across the country. It's all great getting people excited across the country and around the world about your club. But if you don't draw a couple hundred people to a couple thousand people to your venue, then it's going to look like a massive failure. It's a success on and off the field because people are supporting their club. They're showing up. They're buying tickets. I don't know if maybe they handed out some free tickets. I'm not sure because it's great to see that in a different market on the West Coast, there's passionate supporters for their local club. But I think it would be very interesting to see not just the attendance number, but to see how many people actually bought tickets. I'm not trying to take a dig at um, Oakland Roots. I think they're doing a great thing in lower division soccer. And they come across as an amateur side. And what I mean by that is um, the grassroots appeal to it, the grassroots love for the club off the field. And yeah, of course, they're they're buying professional players and they're paying professional players. But it just feels like from behind the scenes, as supporters, it seems like how other grassroots clubs, other lower division clubs have support, like Detroit CDFC. People support and like Detroit CDFC from across the country. I wish them best of luck, Oaken Roots in Nisa, and I hope they can continue um, that momentum because it is great to see. And I think if they can continue that, then I think other ownership groups or potential ownership groups that want to join Nisa will want their club to be like the Roots. I think the Roots have a blueprint of how to start a team, how to get a great following on social media, how to have a cult following 
where people are buying merchandise and I saw that they restocked their online store. So there is massive support for the roots. And like I was saying was I think if they can continue that on a consistent basis, I think potential ownership groups would want their club to be like the roots in regards to selling a lot of merchandise, having this hype around the club, and I don't know how long that hype will last for the Oakland Roots. So I was talking to you guys about earlier in the show about breaking news on the National Independent Soccer Association. And the news is according to Sock Takes. So you can check out the news on SockTakes.com. And this is not a laughing matter. According to Nipun from Sock Takes, he reported that Philadelphia Fury, a member club of NISA, Philadelphia Fury players have not received their paychecks yet, per sources with direct knowledge of the situation. So again, I want to reiterate that this is according to Sock Takes and their sources. We are trying to confirm this with our sources. And um, once we know more information on our side with the people that we have contacts with, then I will report on that on next week's episode. And you can check out our website, firstteampod.com. And keep it locked on social media because we will definitely have more updates and more information on this topic if it is true, right? Because Sock Takes, I don't think they're lying. I don't think they're... um, messing around on this one because why would you why would you lie about people not being paid but we want to independently confirm with our people with our contacts if this is true but going um, on sock takes his website socktakes.com they write that the players were expecting to be paid on august 31st and it is not clear when they will receive them so the philadelphia furies total payroll is expected to be in the high six figures so to me this is a massive shock but then a part of me says this is probably not shocking news because nisa is going to most likely come into these problems in the future is most likely going to have these problems in the future which is sad but when you're having a club from the asl a league that was i guess owned by Matt Driver. The league was off the grid of U.S. soccer. I don't think it was even on the U.S. soccer pyramid. So as a new league, and that's why I don't want the Cosmos to join NISA from the beginning, because you have clubs like the Philadelphia Fury that join the league. It looks exciting. They're playing in this massive stadium in um, the center of Philadelphia, in the city limits. But my question to the Fury and to Nisa management, why are you playing at massive stadiums? Why? The Oakland Roots, it looks like they're playing in a nice, intimate college stadium. It's nothing big. I think 19... I forgot what the team's called. 1904 and 1905 FC that's owned by Eden Hazard from Real Madrid and Demba I think they're playing in the former San Diego Chargers stadium. And this is third division soccer. And don't get me wrong, I truly appreciate the ambition 
that these clubs have. I truly appreciate that they want to have a bigger following and they want to have more supporters in their stadium. But what these clubs need to understand is that you're starting out brand new. In Philadelphia, I don't know how many people know about the Philadelphia Fury. And yeah, you need to spend a decent amount of money to get a great stadium so you can draw more fans and have more followers supporting your club. But they should start small. They should start at a smaller level to where they're not playing in a massive stadium or playing in a stadium that costs, let's just say, millions of dollars. I don't know how much it costs to rent the college stadium that they're playing in. But these clubs, at the end of the day, they should try to keep their costs low as best as they can, right? They're playing in a professional league where they're paying their players, where they have to pay off a staff, and maybe the, the office staff is a bit smaller compared to Major League Soccer or the NASL in the past. So maybe they are cutting costs in some ways, but you can't cut costs on the players, on the stadium, on your training ground, on travel. And that's the problem, in my opinion, is that the Philadelphia Fury's total payroll is expected to be in the high six figures. And I don't know if the contracts are signed for the full year, Are they signed just for this fall season? Because the Philadelphia Fury, they played one match so far this past Saturday, August 31st, against Detroit City FC at Keyword Stadium. They lost that match. But the Fury had to travel to Detroit. The Philadelphia Fury's payroll is expected to be in the high six figures. Let's just see how many matches the Fury are playing. They played this past Saturday, August 31st against Detroit City FC at Keyworth Stadium. They had to travel to Detroit for a preseason or friendly match. Of course, Detroit City FC is going to join NISA in the spring, but it's still a trip to the Midwest to take on Detroit City FC. This Saturday, Philadelphia Fury have to play Stumptown Athletic. So that's the first match, let's say, in the showcase. Then they play the second match against Miami FC. So at the end of the day, the Fury are playing eight matches. I'm not even counting the preseason match against Detroit City FC. If you want to count that, that's nine matches. So they have a full roster. The payroll is expected to be in the high six figures for what, eight, nine matches? That's insane. That's insane. And that's why I think Nisa, it seems like a loss leader. It seems like people are just chucking money at it and they're losing it. And yeah, U.S. soccer, maybe you can't make a lot of money out of it if you own a club in the professional or semi-pro ranks. But it shouldn't be to the extreme that... You have clubs that are ambitious like Philadelphia Fury. They're in a decent-sized market, and I guess they want to puff out their chest and uh, tell the whole region and tell the whole area that they're there, that they're playing professional soccer in the city of Philadelphia. But you don't just start out and play in the biggest stadium. It's like the Cosmos. Even with the billionaire owner, why would the Cosmos go play at MetLife Stadium? 
Why would the Cosmos go play at City Field, Yankee Stadium? That would be great, right? That would be great for the Cosmos to play in a bigger stadium, a more professional stadium. But the Cosmos, they knew their limits. They played at MCU Park, a minor league baseball stadium, short season, single-A affiliate, the Brooklyn Cyclones of the New York Mets, about a 7,000-seat stadium. And the Cosmos sold out that stadium. Great atmosphere, great matches, great entertainment, great um, background, backdropping Coney Island with the amusement park, with the Atlantic Ocean, with the boats going by. The New York Cosmos, a historic brand in U.S. soccer, they knew their limits. They knew where they can play, what they can do, in a massive city, in the biggest city in the world, and probably one of the biggest and most exciting soccer cities in the country, or sports cities in the country. But then you have the Philadelphia Fury, on the other hand, that are playing in a massive stadium, probably very high rent, and then before they kick off their first proper game in NISA, in the NISA showcase... Philadelphia Fury players are yet to be paid. Like I said earlier, this is reporting from Napoon from Socktakes. You can check out the reporting. You can check out the article at Socktakes.com. I just want to put that out there because First Team Podcast, and I'm going to try to confirm this on our own and make sure that this is accurate and try to get some up-to-date information from my contacts with Anissa and within the Philadelphia Fury. So I will work on that. And you could check out firstteampod.com. Check out our social media, Twitter, Facebook, at firstteampod. And just keep it locked there because that's where you can find more information on this topic. I know a lot of people might be saying, why are you talking about Nisa all the time? Or why do you even care about this news story of why the Philadelphia Fury players are yet to be paid? Because this is a topic In U.S. soccer, that happens all the time. This is something that always happens in U.S. soccer, and it shouldn't happen, right? U.S. soccer should actually create a fund, right? They should put money aside every single year, and they shouldn't touch this money. So when players are not paid, like in this situation, if this is true, the U.S. Soccer Federation, or if there was a players' union, that could probably work because the players' union would take some money out of each um, player's paychecks, right? And that can go into a fund. And when players, or in any situation, that the players' union or the U.S. Soccer Federation needs to use those funds, they can. It's there. But in this situation, there's no higher organization. There's no third party or outside organization that can protect these players, that can protect maybe these clubs in some circumstances. It's up to the league, and that's about it. Maybe U.S. Soccer gets involved. The only time the U.S. Soccer Federation got involved was maybe with the NASL and USL battling for Division Two, And look who got Division Two, the United Soccer League. And um, the NASL, they're currently fighting, battling, in the courts to strike down the professional league standards. So I just want to end on one last thing. I have an update on the series that First Team Podcast will be producing and releasing this fall. 
We have a new series coming to First Team Podcast this fall where I will be the host of this new series talking to stakeholders in the New York City region. So it should be very exciting because every single day we hear about the problems. We have supporters tweeting First Team Podcast saying this is the problem, that's the problem in U.S. soccer. And yeah, I do that every single week on First Team Podcast. But I think for once... We need to sit down, listen, sort of mute our opinions for a second, and hear a local soccer player's opinion. Hear a Lower Division club owner's opinion, Lower Division league management opinion, and get their thoughts on the currency of U.S. soccer. Talk to an agent, get his thoughts on U.S. soccer. We see media outlets across the world. You have Sky Sports in England that have all these contacts, that have all this um, rights to matches, and they have all these contacts, and they're talking to people, and they have this debate show where they get coaches on, and, and they just talk to people and get their insight. And in U.S. soccer, we don't have that. So I hope First Team Podcasts can do the best we can with the contacts that we have and that we've built up over time. And... We know the New York City market, right? We know the New York City region and the area because we live it. We support the New York Cosmos. And that's why I think this series will be a great hit. So I'm looking forward to releasing more details, like I said, maybe later in the week or early next week. So uh, more details will come out real soon. So keep it locked on our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, at First Team Pod. Our website, firstteampod.com. That is firstteampod.com. You can email the show at firstteampod at gmail.com, and I will read out your thoughts, your email, on next week's episode of First Team Podcast. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it, and I hope the New York Cosmos will get the three points in front of the home crowd at Mitchell Athletic Complex against Napa Valley 18. 39 FC. So thanks again for listening, tuning in to First Team Podcast. I really appreciate it. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys of Benedel Cosmos and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York Street and White. What we bleed, you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo Country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it in our playing. The fact of it is, rap from tear attacks, hash and bliss. Reacts, tap, we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's tag the wing, going back to the through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Fancy crew. Down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you about the views. Shouting cues allowed to hear without the dudes. Around my crews, I'm tracking that's no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about perfection. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. Not breathless after training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's the most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.